Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. Well, today we have quite a bit to go over. Um, I, you know, I, w- I want to just start off by saying that the weaponization of our kids, you know, you have pedophilia, you have, you know, kids getting raped um, by illegal immigrants that they just let come across the border. You have kids that are, that are across the border that mules are bringing across to fill the coffers of those that would abuse our children. You have critical race theory. You have gender fluidity. You have porn in our schools. You have forced vaccinations. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about the fact that the Pfizer vaccine by itself is um, they're, they're trying to figure out what dosage to give our children. Because of an Omicron variant, which, by the way, is the equivalent of sniffles and a cold. So what we're actually facing today is not just an attack on societal norms. It's not just an attack on your sensibilities. It's not stripping us of God. It's not stripping our, our communities of God. It is a direct, it is a direct attack on our children. So we got to start working the problem. And when I say work the problem, I want to work the problem from that. How do we solve this? What, what action can we take today? in order to solve each and every one of these things. Now, we know that they're doing it on a regular basis. We know that we're winning because we're flipping school boards. And I'll talk for a minute about FEC, Faith, Education, Commerce, FEC United, and the things that we've been able to do. And we know that we're having a very, very, very strong effect on what's happening, not just in Colorado, but in places around the country, because they're talking about us and calling us what they are, extremists. But they are the extremists. See, all we want is our kids to be taught basic education. We want to be able to have the ability to worship. But they don't want us to have that ability. So before I go any start, get started here, I want to thank one of our uh, sponsors, Liberty Cigars. Um, they have a new cigar collection out called the Early Republic. So each cigar mirrors the personality of one such honored of the Early Republic. Um, the set includes a George Washington, a John Adams, John Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, John Monroe, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams cigar. Um, I will continue to say this. If you were my friend that was on that, my patio with me smoking cigars, and you smoked all my cigars, you need to buy it. And by the way, you can save $17.76, a 17.76% discount on the Early Republic series. Originally priced at $89. You can use the coupon code LIBERTY at LibertyCigars.com. Okay, so... We're going to go through some stuff. We're, we're going to go through a bunch of cuts, and then we're going to talk about <laughs> how do you stop this? How do you stop the madness? And it really is madness. Let's start with, well, I think, a cut we put up before. Uh, this is Buttigieg's husband, 
leading children in the gay pledge of allegiance. Let's play cut one or A1. All right. I pledge my heart. So typical gay camp. Oh, not so typical gay camp. One camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. You know, I, I don't think anyone out there does not have someone that they know who is gay. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you live in a box. But most of you know someone who is gay. And you really don't care. So let's just describe what gay is. Where, where does gay happen? Does, does gay happen when you're walking down the street? I mean, is it, is it like two, two camels jumping on top of each other or two cows jumping on top of each other? I mean, is this something we do in the street? Is being gay, is it, is it a noun? I mean, is it it's something, is it, is it a phone? I'm gay. Okay. I'm a unicorn. <laughs> I'm being funny, but I'm actually not being funny. What is it to be gay or bisexual or, you know, if you're a woman, gay, lesbian, right? <laughs> or a queer. What is that? You're just weird? So you're just coming out and saying, hey, I'm weird. Please help me. Well, that's half of the, our, our society. Just on a regular basis, walk. everyone has something. But what is being gay? Where does being gay even matter? I'm walking down the street. Bloop, 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 bloop. I'm going to go be gay. <laughs> That's just not what happens. It's not. And I know you guys are probably thinking about this going, Joe, you didn't, why'd you have to go there? Why'd you, why, please tell me why you're going there. You don't, you don't have to go there. Yes, I do. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if, if you like to sleep with horses. I don't care. I'd be kind of sick. But, I mean, it, it, to me, it's just, it's your thing, right? The reason why I say that, and I follow God's word. So, you know, whatever. I, I, you can love the sinner and not love the sin. You can also just love people and not have to judge them and let God sort it out. But you don't see me trying to recruit gay people to be straight. Why? Because what you do in the bedroom or what you do behind closed doors is between you, what you do, and God until it involves our children. Then we have a problem. So I'm going to push a little extremism to you right now. Here's extreme. The extreme that we deal with today with our children is that they don't want to teach them math and science and English. They don't want to teach them that. They want to teach them to be advocates. They want to teach them and train. They want to train them. They want to indoctrinate them with the idea that the world's not fair and you need to protest. That's what they're doing. They're teaching them that the world is just this place where you're entitled to everything and you know what? You should ask for it and you should not have to work for it. <laughs> 
That's what they're doing to our children. And you're letting it happen. You're letting it happen. I want to play this cut because I think this is a this is a Board of Education meeting in a response speech. And Mr. Producer, this is what state is this from? Connecticut. You're going to want to hear this. We're going to talk about solutions, by the way. We're not just going to talk about the problem. We're going to talk about how we solve these problems. Short of beating people's asses. I'll say it. Now, what would you do if somebody put a gun to your kid's face? Would you do everything you can to, to, to stop that person from hurting your child? Would you do that same thing for someone else's child? That's what we're talking about. Let's play Cat A2. I would like to talk about education. I'm here to talk about how our kids are doing, how our staff is doing, and what we are doing to educate our children. These are direct quotes from the last Board of Education meeting. So, at the request of our superintendent and members of the board, I think we should talk about the academics tonight. Just last week, a school assignment in JFK labeled Pizza and Consent was sent out for students. What's pizza got to do with it, you wonder? We can use pizza as a metaphor for sex. Those are the first two lines of this assignment, which is centered around establishing consent and boundaries. Except for page two, where it takes it one step further and states, now that you know the metaphor for sex, let's explore your preference. Draw and color your favorite type of pizza. Mirror these preferences in relation to sex. Here are some examples. Likes, cheese equals kissing. Dislikes, olives equals giving oral. Since when has it become acceptable for a teacher to ask a student what their sexual wants, desires, and boundaries are? Maybe our board members would like to answer this assignment and share their thoughts, just like our eighth grade students were requested to do. No? Do you object and find it incredibly uncomfortable? When we reached out for clarification, we were informed that the incorrect version of this assignment was posted in the curriculum by mistake and inadvertently used for instruction in the classes. The coordinator claimed to have caught the error in June, but failed to post the edited version intended for instruction. Why didn't the teachers that taught this assignment catch it and question it? Did they just teach the curriculum blindly, not questioning the morality of assignments required for the unit? Why didn't our curriculum committee catch this? What is their role if not to oversee the curriculum and make sure that these types of mistakes don't end up homework for our children? What disciplinary action was taken against the curriculum coordinator? Whether this is the intended assignment or not, make no mistake, it was taught in our classrooms. When parents signed the consent form, were they explicitly informed of the parameters of such material? Before this became part of the apparent state curriculum, if a teacher pulled a student aside and asked these kinds of questions, they would be fired. But when you ask the class collectively as a group assignment, does it then make it okay? I'm directing these questions to our superintendent and the chair of the curriculum committee, and they are not rhetorical. This type of assignment, whether it was an accident or not, is absolutely unacceptable. Put up A3. Eighth graders are given assignments to use pizza toppings as metaphors for sex acts, including olives giving oral. Eighth graders at John F. Kennedy Middle, Middle School in Enfield, Connecticut, received a pizza and consent assignment. It asked the students to list their favorite pizza toppings and use those as metaphor for their favorite sexual acts. The assignment was quickly deleted from the Enfield School District website, but frustrated parents lashed out at the Board of Education for inappropriate material. School officials are now saying the assignment was sent out in error. Okay, take this down. Please tell me how you do this in error. Tell me. Please tell me how you send out something. Was it supposed to not be the toppings or the type of cheese? I want to know why you would send out a child, an eighth grader. In eighth grade, 
I was thinking about sports. I was thinking about having fun and going playing with my friends. And yeah, I had a girlfriend. But I wasn't thinking about sex acts. I wasn't thinking about correlating pizza. They, in school, they weren't, they weren't, they were concentrating on math. I mean, novel concept, math and science and English and history. That, that's what they were teaching me in eighth grade. No, 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 no. I want to know what that falls under. Please tell me what that falls under, Mr. Producer. Well, this is, in my opinion, especially heinous because now they're not only going under the whole LGBTQ, the typical mainstream idea where, oh, it's okay, whatever you want to do, you can do X, Y, and Z. Now they're actually asking them, what do you like? They are asking a child in a really poorly veiled metaphor to tell them what sexual preferences they like. A so child. What, what does that lead to? What does that lead to? Do you want to tell me what that leads to? I'm going to tell you what it leads to. It leads to grooming and the ability to get away with doing sex. You want to know why more teachers are having sex with their students? The teachers are being taught to teach their kids about sex. This is, this is not, I'm not... I'm not making this up. And that parent, by the way was incredibly nice. Just think about what you would do if a pedophile came and abused your daughter or your son. That is what they're doing right now. They are abusing your kids. They are abusing our kids. They are abusing our future. They are literally creating a society that has no idea what's going on. None. A third of our kids today, a third of our kids are not proficient in anything. That means they're not proficient in math, English, science, history, writing, reading. They're not proficient in anything. A third of our kids. A third. You have another third that have above (laughs) proficiency, and you have a third of kids that literally are right on the borderline. So we have two-thirds of our society, which basically is total trash. They're they're, they're teaching them to be total trash. So I'd ask you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about knowing that they're they're teaching your kids that we need to talk about pizza and oral sex and we need to talk about that, but we don't need to talk about math and science. They're wasting time in the classroom when they could be teaching about things that gives them opportunity, and instead they've replaced it with things that confuses them. Mr. Producer, put up A4, please. This right here is, um, uh, no, A5, sorry, A5. Um, l- let, me, let me tell you what they had um, in this. No, let's take this down, take this down, take this down. We have an article, consent image. Oh, uh, so, uh, A7, 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 so let's, if we could make this a little bit bigger, pizza and consent. Now they said that this was done in error. So let me, let me ask you a question. Is, is this something that they, does it look like they took time to make this? So what were they waiting for? See, what they're doing is, is they're apologizing for starting, but it's already done. They've already put this in front of kids. 
So of course they can apologize for it because the damage is already done. So on the left-hand side, it says consent is enthusiastic. It's a genuine yes and a strong want and desire from all involved. Fluid. It's active and collaborative and can be given or taken away at any time. Respectful. It's all about communicating, respecting boundaries, and constantly checking in. Required. It's, before, it's required before and during any sexual or sensual activity. What's pizza gotta do, got to do with it? Let me read this to you. This is for eighth graders. By the way, a third of those eighth, gra eighth graders are not proficient in anything. Anything. Let me read it to you. We can use pizza as a metaphor for sex. When you order pizza with your friends, everyone checks in about each other's preferences, right? Some people might be vegan, some might be gluten-free, others might love pineapples, while others prefer pepperoni. Some might like, not like pizza at all. If you're a vegetarian, but your friend is a meat lover, sharing a pizza, pizza is going to bring a lot of issues. You don't know who you can share pizza with unless you ask. The same goes with sex. These are eighth graders. Many of these kids haven't been through puberty. And by the way, if a kid hasn't been through puberty and you start talking about this stuff, what are you doing to them? You have to check in with your partner, partner, and Prince has an S, partners, and ask for their preferences. Your partners might be comfortable with one sexual activity, but not another. Maybe your partner, partners, only want to be touched a certain way. Or maybe your partner, partners, prefer to use certain language. Or maybe they don't like or want sex at all. You'll never know your wants, desires, and boundaries are compatible with theirs unless you ask. So start a conversation. It's the only way sex and pizza can be comfortable and enjoyable for everyone. This is d disgusting. Put up A8. So this mistake, by the way, this mistake that they did is that now they want to put stuff on your pizza that you like. Now keep in mind, you're doing this in class with 30 other people. What do you think that they're doing to our kids? The kids go to school, and they, 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 in their mind, they're like, we're going to go le learn math and science. And by the way, what teacher is teaching this? The science teacher? The math teacher? The English teacher? I want to know which teacher is actually teaching this. And yes, in eighth grade, I had multiple teachers. I think many of you did as well. So, so but, but let's, let's ask the question. What teacher? So let me read the second one to you. Put it back up, please. Now that you know this metaphor for sex, let's explore your preferences. Draw and color your favorite type of pizza. These are kids are asking them to draw a pizza. Eighth graders. What's your favorite style of pizza? Your favorite toppings? What are your, your pizza no-nos? Now mirror those preferences in relation to sex. Here are some examples. Likes cheese, kissing. Dislikes olives, giving oral. Obviously, you might not be able to list all of your wants, desires, or boundaries, but hopefully you'll start feeling more comfortable about discussing them. For those of y'all who don't like pizza or sex at all, feel free to draw out another favorite or include non-sexual activities. What are they doing to our kids? What, what are they doing? I, I, don't know of any, I don't know of any kids out there in eighth grade well, they come home, and, and look, I had two eighth graders, my daughter, my son, both now 24, 21, normal. I remember when my daughter was in third grade, she will, <laughs> if she's on here, she'll say something in the comments. 
I remember she was third grade. The seventh graders wrote my daughter a note. Like, hi. My daughter was four foot seven or four foot eight in third grade. She's a giant. <laughs> She's five five eleven now. Um, but I walked over to the kids after seeing this note, and I was like, listen, if if you see my daughter in the hallway, I want you to walk by as fast as you can. I want you to look the other direction. My daughter is in third grade. And if you don't, I'm going to run you up the flagpole. And the principal's like, called me and said, hey, listen, you can't do that. And I was like, sure I can. Go get the parents of these kids. So we went to the, you know, I met them at the, at the principal's office. And the dad of one of the, one of the boys said, you can absolutely run my kid up the flagpole if he talks to your daughter again. And you would say, Joe, that's harsh. Why would you do that? And I would tell you, because it was necessary to protect my daughter. When, I, when my daughter was in school, my son was in school, they came out with this common core, common core math. My daughter came to me and handed me the thing and said, hey, Dad, we have this new math. And I looked at it, and I was like, what in the living? And it's all about, it's, it's all about uh, rounding up and rounding and not getting to the actual answer, but getting close. Making kids stupid. That maybe there's a possibility there's some other different formula here. So I went to the school, and I was like, yeah, you're not teaching this to our kids. And they're like, oh, Joe, that's the curriculum. And I was like, no, it's not. And they're like, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I stood out in front of that school, and I went to every parent, and I organized a ton of parents, and we went to the meeting, and guess what they got rid of within literally nanoseconds? Common Core Math. They got rid of it. They're like, yep, we're, it's gone. The parents have spoken. Now it was a charter school, so we had more access to being able to control the curriculum, but we stood up for our kids. Where are the parents standing up for the kids now? You have one or two or three. They're teaching your kids about sex. They're teaching your kids to be sexually active at a young age. They're teaching your kids, by the way, they're grooming them to be gay. They're actually giving them extra awards and, and, and say, hey, listen, you're, you, you don't have to decide now. You're bisexual. This is a real thing. This is a real thing that we're dealing with today. Um, so we have a partner, uh, Enterforce, that's going to give you a chance to win. There's only two, two and a half weeks left in this. To win a 2021 Ford F-450 Gooseneck Trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and 20000 in hard cash. Conservative Daily decided to make them a partner because they were helping us support the January 6th prisoners. There's a, there's a sweatshirt and a shirt out there that says, Free Our People. We have not done enough for the January 6th prisoners. So we are also donating um, all of the proceeds from this to to uh, the January 6th prisoners. But you can go to enterforce.com. That's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Buy some gear. They also support veterans on their side. Um, and you can save um, 10% with CD10, code CD10, or you can use the promo code CD21 and get 1,000 bonus entries. Um, I, I will tell you that no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter or win, and a purchase or payment will not improve your chance of winning. Um, Kind of a great, uh, a great program that um, we've been supporting. And I got all sorts of sweatshirts now because I can't win, but I give my friends money, and I'm like, hey, go do this. Just in case you win, we get to split it. Okay, I didn't really say that out loud, <laughs> but I did buy a bunch of sweatshirts. 
So, so, so here we are. Well, so back to your, the point you made before we read the ad. Um, I have, I'm the oldest of six kids, been around a lot of children. Um, yeah. There are no kids Did you talk about that pizza age. in eighth grade? Yeah, talk about pizza in eighth grade. There are no kids that age who are focused on that kind of stuff with exceptions. You know who those kids are? Those are kids who have been abused. And I've seen that. The kids who have been abused, they are the ones who act weird and have issues like that because they've been exposed to it and because they've been the victims of people doing that to them. And the only exception is those kids. So then when you look at this, you want to say to yourself, you want to say to yourself at some point, and this is a real thing, that they are grooming your children so that they can molest and abuse them. Let's put up this uh, picture if we can. This is a picture about uh, pedophiles are using cheese and pizza emojis to communicate secretly on Instagram as campaigners force social media site to shut down 2,000 accounts linked to child porn. This is on the 31st of August, 2020. Remember when your kids were having to stay home? And so let me read a little bit of this. And by the way, this is why it connects with what is happening in Connecticut. This is not made up. Pedophiles are using cheese and pizza emojis to communicate secretly on Instagram, a child protection activist has revealed. The bright yellow cheese symbol means little girl, while the pepperoni-covered pizza means, means girl. Together, they spe spell out CP, meaning child pornography. The minute you start talking about pizza and cheese, everyone thinks you're talking about Pizzagate, says London-based influencer India, India, who has asked to be identified by just her first name. But there are thousands of accounts which openly use this in their bios on Instagram. It, it, is, it, is, it is, to me, it is unconscionable that we are having these activists inside the schools that are teaching our kids about pedophilia. They're turning them into pedophiles. They're normalizing pedophilia. And for those of you who say that that's not true, Joe, come on. Kids are smarter than that. It's called conditioning. You ever heard of Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm Syndrome is when you, you are abducted and your abductors, you, you, you then have feelings for your abductor and then you don't want to leave your abductor and they've literally changed everything about you and then you, you literally are now drawn to your abductor or your abuser. That is what is happening in our schools with our kids. And at the same time that they're doing this, what was the most impressionable thing as a child? Boys, you get zits or girls get zits and all of a sudden, you know, the world falls apart. You know, girls that, that don't go through puberty fast enough and don't have boobs and the other girls have boobs or that you have boobs and they don't have boobs. I mean, you name it. There's all sorts of subconscious things that are happening and, and you, you go through this angst as a kid, like am I normal, am I not normal? You're asking these questions. How many of you adults have asked yourself those questions? Am I normal? Am I normal? Am I not normal? Oh my gosh, maybe there's something wrong with me. But we all went through it. But now, now fill that void. Fill that void not with math and science and trying to train kids, or excuse me, educate kids, not train kids, but educate kids on the things that they need in life. Let's, let's start there, but let's replace that with things that don't matter. 
And now all the things that you think about, that you thought about as a kid, every bit of it, right, floods through, is all you're thinking about all day long because they're reinforcing it all day long. But only the population that goes to public schools and only the population in public schools that have been inf infected with these radical, evil people Radical, evil people. These are the evil, the, the, the absolute trash among us. They are infecting these kids. Only they are the ones that don't get the opportunity to learn math or science. Only those people. But what they're trying to do is build an army of weak, sexually active, sensory overload freaks. Let's call it what it is. Oh, now you're calling gay people freaks. No, I'm not. But, but why would you want to build gay people? I mean, think about it. They're training kids in school. The gay population goes up. Why? Because they're conditioning kids. There was a study that came out in 1984, 85. And the study was that if a, if a boy was abused as a child, he had a... 900%, some, some absurd amount, a percent of becoming gay when he gets older. Why? Because he was conditioned. I have a friend who's gay. And I asked him, I was like, well, you know, how hard is it? He's actually gay and married to a woman with kids. Don't ask. But I asked him, he goes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I didn't want to be this way. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I ask questions. I, I am curious. I'm like, when did you figure out you were gay? Actually, I think the whole world knew he was gay before he did. <laughs> it, such a long story. I probably don't, I shouldn't go into it. But, but if we ask ourselves the question, Are we going to condition our kids to be gay? Are we also conditioning them? Are we letting them condition them? This is not the parents, by the way. The parents are not doing this. To switch genders. I want to be different. I feel weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I was meant to be a boy and a girl. And you literally, because you don't have math, Basic math. Math is the fundamental building blocks of all of our society, of all of mankind. Every single problem in the world can be solved with math. It's a true story. And it's all contained in pi, 3.14. And you can go down the, down the line with pi. What, what, what do you think is going to happen when you take a child in his most impressionable years and you start talking about oral sex, what do you think is going to happen with that child? They went to school to learn about math and science and English. You as parents think that they're at school getting taught math and science and English. You think that's happening, but it's not happening. Instead, what they're doing is they're indoctrinating your kids. So I have a picture, A9. This is a meta employee. That's not an employee. He's, he's, a, he's the head or director of something. 
Meta acts as a head of global community, community development after he appears on video in underage sexting. Let's, let's make this guy famous. Meta, by the way, the freakish company. Meta, the parent company of Facebook, has confirmed that TechCrunch that Jaren A. Miles, J-E-R-E-N, middle name A, initial A, last name Miles, M-I-L-E-S. This guy should literally not be able to crawl under any rock. Who has been the manager of global community development is no longer employed by the company after video went viral on YouTube, which was then reposted on Reddit and other sites featuring him in a sting operation conducted by amateurs with the intent of catching pedophiles. The two-hour video posted by an amateur group called PCI Predator Catchers, Indianapolis, and its YouTube page does not depict Miles caught any sex act, nor admitting to any specific sex act, nor admitting to intending to carry out any sex act, and it is not clear what the legal ramifications of this will be, if any. Okay, so here's the story. And, and if you didn't catch it, is they're saying that he wasn't caught in a sex act. He didn't admit to any specific sex act. They're basically trying to explain away why Jaron Miles should not literally be dragged by a car behind a car. And you could say, Joe, that's advocating for violence. Let me explain something to you. Take this down, Mr. Producer. If you came after my child, if you came after my child, 10 to 20. I do 10 to 20, but you wouldn't be living. And you can say you're advocating for violence. You're damn right I am. You hurt a child. You hurt a child. You, you literally abuse a child. And by the way, I think this is a 13-year-old boy. Was it not a 13-year-old boy? Let's, let's play it. I, let's play this cut. Guys, listen, you got you to gotta know what the problem there's is, see the problem in order to solve too, it. Just, just for everyone to be aware, there is, there is cussing, there is some in, cussing this, in this. But, there is some cussing um, in this. This guy is live on video. They live stream this, actually. Let's go. You're a child molester because you're a kid. How many guys are pot? They all say the same man. We're, not, we're not here to hurt you. I know John personally. He's a great man. And to hear what you did to him... What do you think God thinks about He thinks it's abominable. What do you think he's going to do to your ass? I will be taking all this evidence to the police. I hope they prosecute you to the fullest. Thank you for admitting to everything. Nobody knows we're in this hotel room. And you're a sick, nasty mother We are a nonviolent organization. We're a nonprofit organization. This says that Jaron Miles is an LGBT activist and serves on the board of directors. So you know! I'm going to suck off a 13-year-old now. This is even worse. You touched him. You violated him. He tried to get away. To this day, man has problems because of you. No one makes up that. No one remembers those kind of memories at 10 years old unless something traumatic happened. You don't want help. You're sick, mother. You don't want help because you're not being honest. People watching this, kids, that they will stand up to their predators and not let it ruin their life. Only reason I'm doing this conversation is to hopefully... So, there's a picture up here of Boys and Girls Club of Winnipeg. Things that happened to them. Church came, don't ring a bell to you. What you did ruined my childhood and my teenage years. This isn't my first time catching pieces of like you. You did something so evil, okay? Because I know you've been wearing it on your soul. Have you ever talked to an underage kid in a sexual manner? just staring 
praying, hoping that this boy would show up knocking on your door. That's why you gave him the address. You gave him the room number. What right as a grown man do you have talking to any child? I don't. And you said, make out with you, touch you, suck you. Is that what you said? I did. You said that to a 13-year-old boy? I did. Easy access for what? Cuddling, kissing, sucking. You're a God-fearing man, right? Yes. That alone is not enough for you to stay away from children? Should be. I don't know why I'm doing this. You think you need some help? I do. Manager of community development. For Meta. That's a pretty f good job, right? You said, I won't have any restraint around you if I'm horny. Not a man, a boy, over, and pound him while he calls me dad. Wait, he said boy? He said boy. What's the verbiage? You work for fake. I don't, I don't, uh, Guys, you know, it, it's it's not a, it's not more disgusting knowing that Meta is you know targeting all of these things towards children. I mean, they make the whole metaverse. It, it, it's meant to be attractive to kids. I, mean, I, I don't even know what to say to that. It, it was not a dramatization, Ray. This this is an actual, this is an actual person that went to a hotel room, gave that hotel room and the number to a thirteen-year-old boy was waiting for that 13-year-old boy to show up, and it was a sting operation. It's a two-hour video. That's just a clip from it. And, and by the way, this is someone that sat on the board of director, directors for a, uh, what is it, a, a youth group, sits on the board of directors for an LGBTQ group, works as the commu community development director for Meta. So this is the piece of trash that is inside of those little, by the way, if you even think about buying those goggles for your kids or grandkids, the metaverse, throw them away. Throw them away. Do not participate in something that's going to destroy your kids. You are literally force feeding them methamphetamine. That's what you're giving them. I, I can live with the internet. I can. I can live with the internet. I don't need to have an alternate reality. I love life. I like to hunt. I like to hike. I like to hang out. I like to work out. I like to do all those things. Let your kids enjoy those things too. And take those goggles and throw them in the trash. Quit trying to satisfy your kids and basically drone eyes. You're, you're creating drones, droning your kids with electronics. See the phone? Take it away. Turn it off. When you've been on the phone two hours, the phone shuts off. <laughs> Only your mother and I can talk to you. And you think that that's, oh, you're trying to control your kids. They're going to hate you. I hope they do. There were years that my kids, 15 to 18, my daughter, <laughs> said, I caught her in a car with a boy. She... <laughs> That boy had to walk home. It was like 12 miles. <laughs> it's a true story. 
And I'm like, well, give me your parents' number. I'll call them. Oh, no, no, no. I'll walk. Okay, good. Told my daughter, go home. And there was years that my daughter did not like me. I'm not her friend. I, w- I'm, I, I have time to be her friend when she's grown and she has kids. That's when I have time to be her friend. You want to know why my kids turned out normal? You want to know why my kids don't? Because they didn't get to play video games. It was an hour a week. That's it. You got an hour a week. Otherwise, get outside. Go play soccer. Go to fencing. Oh, you have time to lean? You have time to clean. You can go outside and fix this. You could do that. Hey, come on with that. We got a lot of stuff we can go, get, we can go do. And I'm not telling you how to raise your kids, but don't let somebody else raise your kids. This guy literally is the head of development for Meta. And he says, oh, I'm God-fearing. I'm going to go to hell. And he still does it. He still abuses 13-year-olds. Pedophilia is something they're trying to normalize. And if you don't think they're trying to normalize it, look what they're doing inside of the schools. And you're like, Joe, I don't have kids. Okay, you don't have kids. Then go do it for somebody else's kids. We got another sponsor, a sponsor that I've been, I've had, we've had here for over a year. Um, the sponsor is Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that is hard to reach by road, if you're, if you travel, if you like to go um, hiking, if you like to spend a lot of time outdoors, God forbid something happened to you. But health insurance won't always cover it if you have to be air medically flown to a hospital. But with Air Medcare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. The whole household will be covered in case you need to be air medically transported. There's also one where you can get it if you're out of state. They'll fly you back so you can cut down on the burden it is to your family. Uh, they'll fly you back to your home state. Um, so you go to airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use the promo code daily. We can receive up to a $50 e-card when you sign up today. Um, how, how are we going to solve this problem? How are we going to solve it? And, and you could say, wow, you know, I, had, I, I taught all my kids right. I taught them right, and they still didn't turn out right. Sometimes that happens. I mean, I, I do believe, and by the way, I just want to be clear. I've, I had to spank my kids once each, once. Actually, my daughter once, and it wasn't really a spanking. And my son, I just put him against the wall. He did this. You know, the smirking. He was 13 years old. He did it once. And I put him up against the wall, and I was like, you will, you will never disrespect me again like that. And he never did. To the, to, the, to the credit of my son, he recognized that, you know, that I respect him. I teach him with consequences. I've never had to put my hand on him. And when you start going down the pathway where you want to be, you want to be the bigger man, then go get a job. Man, I, I won't stop you. Grab all your shit, put it in your backpack, Go out there and get a job. Oh, you can't do that? Then you're going to play by my rules. See, some parents want to be their friend. Some parents don't want to use what God gave you, which is your voice. And if you don't have kids, you still have a voice, and God gave you that voice. You want to know why all this freakish BS is in our schools? You want to know why they're coming after our kids? You want to know why pedophilia is a big thing? You want to know why girls today literally can't figure out where they are and, and are searching for, you know, as they get older, they're, they're looking for a man. You want to know why kids aren't getting married? Because the boys are turning into little sissies. They have no courage. They have no voice. They have no backbone. They eat Tide Pods. And so the girls are like, that's not what I'm about. 
Oh, we don't have to hold the door open anymore. I told my son, I was like, the second that I see you not hold a door for a woman, we're, you and I are going to toss. You're a grown man now. Chivalry is not dead. If you want to solve this problem, you have to start using your voice. You have to start investing in what is around you, not investing in some headset for your kids. You have to be the loud voice. You have to be the first one to dance. What does that mean? That means when you go to a restaurant and they're playing music, there's always that one guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be the first one to get up and dance, except for the first guy that gets up and dances. And all of a sudden, two other people get up there. Now you got three guys. And then by the time you're done, the whole bar is actually, or restaurant, is actually dancing. You have to use your voice. I want to show you something. Uh, put up A11. This is a picture of New York, um, the, the New York uh, Education Department. My Kababi book. <laughs> I chose, and it has Gender Queer, a memoir by Mia Kebab. Kebab. I'm grateful for books that let my kids know they're not alone. Lauren Moore, Assistant Commissioner for Libraries and New York State Libraries. This is a picture, a visual of... Sorry, I had to sneeze. Of someone giving someone oral sex. Boy on a boy. Boys kissing boys. Go boys masturbating. Let's try something else. Take this down. That's the New York Education Department Twitter. What's your voice now? What is your voice supposed to mean to these kids? And this is an uncomfort uncomfortable subject. You ask my daughter right now, you ask my son right now. You go you 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 I will literally have him on the podcast have him sit right next to me. And you ask them. There are things that I taught them growing up. They would bring home stuff and I was like think for yourself. Critically think. Make sure that you never get on a side that you do not, you're not educated about. Therefore, my kids are smart. Therefore, my kids had to learn that they had to make critical decisions. Therefore, my kids didn't do drugs. They, they didn't go out and abuse alcohol. They didn't go do things and they were respectful to women. My, my son is in a fraternity. The second one of those boys got too little wild with a, with a girl that, that had drank too much, my son was the first one to walk over there and say, hey, take a walk. He kicked two kids out of his fraternity because they were predators. That's what courage looks like. That's what I taught my kids to have. But it's because I advocated for my kids at a young age. And look, I didn't step out into politics. I didn't want to be a podcaster. I didn't want to be the one to tell you that the whole world is screwed up. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to come on here and talk about this. I want to solve the election so we can have a voice, and I want you to start dancing. I was just the first to dance. Now you need to start dancing with me. You need to start protecting your kids. And it'll be a shock. For those parents that are listening to this, it'll be a shock when you walk in, you grab their phone and say, thank you, get your ass outside. Go run me a mile. And you're like, well, I don't want to run a mile. Dad, 
give me back my phone, Dad. I need to talk to my friends. Dad, I hate you. Oh, my gosh, he hates me. Here, will you like me if I give you your phone back? <laughs> you sound silly. But that's the reality of what we do. I, I don't want my, my kids to go through what I went through when I was a kid. You moron. That's why you turned out okay. That's why you learned how to have opportunity. Do you think these kids have it? No, they took... They, they literally replaced sex ed in every class with education. They took away shop class. They, they took away the ability to have blue-collar jobs, which, by the way, you could, you could pay more to be a plumber or electrician today than you do to be a lawyer. True story. But you don't want to you want to be your kid's friend. I don't want to be my kid's friend. And people say, Joe, why can't you just respect the apparatus of government? Because it's bullshit. That's why. Because it's done nothing to help our children. And at a certain level, I'm in my mid-40s. At a certain level, I had kids young. I had kids young and I read books about it because I was serious about taking care of my kids. And I'm one of eight. I don't. My, it's the things that I remember in my head, and why I'm going to come back to the pedophilia. I'm going to come back to some of the other things that they did. All right, let, let's let's play this. Let's, uh, show me a 12 first. Th th this should get you. This should this should tell you. The leader of Sexy Summer Camp recommends that children begin to masturbate as toddlers. This freakoid on here said this, masturbation is really healthy and I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. This is someone that had to be either abused or is just mentally retarded. That's what you want a child doing? It's walking around masturbating? I mean, think about, what, think about what's happening. Think about what's happening. Uncomfortable subject. You're like, well, my kids don't go through that. They do, actually. All of your kids go through this. You want to know why? Because you're not paying attention. You're selfish. You're like, oh, no, I taught them well. And then I sent them to class at school. And then they come home, and they didn't want to talk to you about it. My kids talk to me about everything. They still do. I've had some uncomfortable conversations with my kids. I had to have the birds and the bees conversation. I'm going to tell you this story. <laughs> and I shouldn't tell you this story, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Ready? <laughs> I'm going to embarrass my son. So I'm getting in the car downstairs. He had driven my car, right? I have a, te I had a, te I have a Tesla. I had a Tesla. Uh, Model X, P100D. Um, nice car. Beautiful car. Said to myself, when I, when I got to that point where I could just have a Tesla, I want to get a Tesla, and I wanted everything off it, right? So cars are unimportant. What's not unimportant is that my son and I went to get in the car and his phone connected to the to Bluetooth before mine did. He got there just before I did. And when I get in the car, I have the volume up. So he had been watching a pornographic film on his phone. <laughs> so, I, so I got in the car and it was like, ah, ah. And my son, I didn't take it off, by the way. He wasn't, he was above it. He came downstairs, ah. I left it on until he got in the car because he had no idea what was happening. And he sat down in the car and all he could say is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm so embarrassed. Please don't talk to me, dad. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And I could not stop laughing. 
And then I stopped the car, I took his phone, and I go, poison for the mind. This will poison your mind. This is not what God intended you to be. This is not what God intended you to watch. And I use the words that I think are the most powerful words you can use with your kids. I am disappointed. Now let's talk about the birds and the bees. You want to talk about the fact that he is so uncomfortable about the birds and the bees conversation? I had it with him. While we were in the car. And he had to listen to me. He didn't have a choice. He couldn't escape. <laughs> I, mean, I guess he could have jumped out of the car. But he couldn't escape the conversation with his dad. Most uncomfortable conversation he's ever had. And to, to this day, I, I joke about the fact when he goes to get in the car with me, every now and then I'll go, hey, you sure that you know, if it connects to Bluetooth, we, we're good, right? And he laughs at me. But I use those words that a father should always use. And this is, by the way, this is not me teaching the teacher. Some of you have raised some amazing children. And they had to raise their kids. Is that you, you never stop teaching your kids. You never stop caring. You never stop. People say that you can't have any sort of communication with your kids when they get over 21. They're, they're, they're adults. That's not true. There are many times that I need adjustment. I lose. I, I get off the deal and I say something like that. People are like, oh, Joe, why'd you say that? Because what I felt, maybe I shouldn't be that authentic, but it's what I felt. There are always times that you can actually mentor your kids. That's why when, they, when you're done, that you, should, you should be able to have conversations, neck up, check ups with them. But you don't get that opportunity if you don't start using your voice, if you don't get on the dance floor and start dancing. One of the most amazing things that happened to me is when I decided, made a, I made a decision when my kids were very young the power of those words. Yes, I'm very disappointed in you. My, my son, my daughter, they will tell you. What's really interesting is that I went to someone and I said, this is what I tell my kids. I've always told my kids from a young age, these words. There are three words. And I go, go ask my daughter what those three words are. Let me tell you what they are. Think for yourself. And she walks over to my daughter and he, she goes, hey, your dad said that when you were young, he pounded into you these, these words. She goes, think for myself. And what's interesting is that when I'm having conversations, and by the way, I've mentored kids that are in inner city. I've I worked with incarcerated youth. That doesn't, that's no pat on the back for me. That's just telling you that I, I, I just decided that I needed to do things to help others, not just myself. I put myself in this situation that we're in right now as a result of standing up and doing the right thing. And it was stupid uncomfortable. What's right is rarely popular. What's popular is rarely right. They are abusing our children. They are abusing our children. And we're watching it happen. And we don't want to speak because we're like, eh, it doesn't affect me. It does affect you. Now, what are your societal norms? Pride, you know, allegiance instead of the Pledge of Allegiance. Faith and belief in, in who we are as a country is at an all-time low. So I ask you these questions, and I say these things to you, because it's important that we actually understand that our kids are, are, be, are being abused. They're being abused. And you're letting it happen. Let's play this, uh, this uh, A13 video. This is the sexy camp leader justifying their horrible behavior. Uh, play cut eight. 
or A13, sorry. That's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy and I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose, touch your nose, show Aunt T, you can touch your nose but my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas, all of us need to be exploring our body. I, I don't... I don't, I don't even know what to, to, to say about what I just, yeah. So here's the, uh, this is the schedule for this camp. Just go ahead and read the workshops. Okay, so this is a workshop. And for those of you on the audio version, you can't see this, but these are, these are it's a seven-day deal. And um, day one is sex with me, self-pleasure workshop. Participants will explore personal views of self-pleasure as well as learn techniques to make the most out of their masturbation experience. By the way, who is Sexy Camp for? for the people that are teaching it or for themselves. This workshop will include discussion, games, and some hand on, hands-on practice on hands. I mean, this is their camp. Day two, reproductive health, basics and beyond. Join all access for this reproductive health workshop designed for people of all ages and knowledge levels during the session. And they'll go through sexuality. Um, sorry, I can't read it. Gender diversity. Okay, here we go. Participants will learn about sex assignment at birth, biological sex, and gender identity, and how and why that might be different from what we learned in school. They will examine gender labels and how they are used, how we can say, can, how we say can harm or uplift others, uplift others, and how to be compassionate, encouraging others to do the same. <laughs> then it's talking out relationships. Let's talk about sex. Um, over-sexualization and policy, po policing of, of blackness. Let, let me just go back to it. Over-sexualization and policing of blackness. Sexy trans sex ed. Sex ed for trans folks. These are for kids, guys. Self-manage abortion info share. So they're teaching you to be, oh, it goes on. Pelvic floor health for everybody. The three P's, pee, poop, and pleasure. You're not going to believe this. This is an actual workshop. Sex on drugs. The workshop will explore the nuances of engaging in sexual activity while using licit and illicit drugs. Eugenics in Appalachia. And the mountain states, Appalachia. Okay. Yeah, contraceptive methods. Understanding the options. Navigating sex, pleasure, and liberation as a different, differently abled person. And this, in that one, you notice they're talking about sex, uh, workers. sex workers. Yeah, and sex hiring work. sex workers, navigating relationships, uh, 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 cycle tracking. <laughs> Got take this down. I want to play this this cup because I think it's important. This is Melinda Gates speaking out about um, and talking about the relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Go ahead and play uh, cut A15. That 
Bill had a, a friendship or a business or some kind of contact with Jeffrey Epstein and that you were not, uh, that that was very upsetting to you. Did that play a role in the, in the divorce at all in this process? Yeah, as I said, it's not one thing, it was many things. But I did not like uh, that he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you made that clear to him? I made that clear to him. I also met Jeffrey Epstein exactly one time. Did you? Yes, because I wanted to see who this man was. And um, I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was abhorrent. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. So, you know, my heart breaks for these young women because that's how I felt. And here I'm an older woman. My God, I feel terrible for those young women. It's awful. You felt that the moment you walked in. I didn't he realize was awful. that. Yeah. And you shared that with Bill and he still continued to spend time with him? Any of the questions remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. Okay. But I made it very clear how I felt. And here you go, social media schools and the secret rise of transgender children, the new social contagion. Listen to me. Take this down. Play A18, and then we'll close this out, and I'll tell you what you need to do in order to stop this from happening more with their children. We're in a war. Employees have been involved in alleged sex crimes. Sex crimes against children committed by at least 10 CIA employees against very young children. Admitted to have an inappropriate sexual contact with the then six-year-old girl on two separate occasions. It is recommended that this case be closed with no further action. Never charged according to the papers. The CIA badge get out of jail free card. Okay, guys. You want to know what? Real quick, you want here. This is actually from the documents. Oh, this is the uh, viewing child pornography with an agency-issued laptop computer. This is one of the CIA agents. Blank reported to the Office of Inspector General that agency employee had viewed child pornography on a U.S. government laptop computer. Reportedly, made admissions that he used his laptop to view pornographic images and video images of females aged 10 to 16. Oh. The OIG interviewed Blank, who admitted it to viewing child pornography. Um, in signed sworn affidavit, stated that he viewed pornography on a issued laptop, including looking at pictures, thumb, thumbnails, and video clips of underage girls as young as 10 to 12 years of age. I, I don't I take this down. Take See, this down. it says the next one. They declined prosecution in favor of administrative action by the agency. Yeah. Is there any, is there any wonder that they don't give a damn about? the kids who are being harmed by the people coming over the border? Guys, listen to me. You want to know how to fix it? I'm going to tell you how to fix it. And this is not a comfortable situation. It's not a comfortable conversation. I know you don't, you don't like what we're talking about right now. You don't like it. They are normalizing what they're doing to our children, and you're watching it happen. You're watching it. You're, you're allowing it to happen. You, you, are, you are actually becoming complicit in the behavior. You are the reason. Now, I want to point something out that uh, our, uh, one of our producers actually said is, don't forget throughout history, one of the major themes that indicates the beginning fall of a civilization is the hyper-focus on gender identity and sexuality. If you go back hundreds of years, thousands of years, that is absolutely true. The fall of Rome was, at, it's biblical. Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, we're talking about biblical proportions of what we're dealing with today. 
They are abusing our children. We are letting it happen. We're saying that's not our kid. I can't do anything about that kid. You know, if, if I took that approach, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I would have sold my company for a heck of a lot of money. I would be sitting on a beach with a Mai Tai in my hand, probably walking some sort of trail in Central or South Africa, um, doing the things, going back to doing the things that I really love doing, which frankly, um, I love technology and I love helping people. And of the six and a half years that I spent in the Middle East and Africa, traveling all over the place and helping people, I, I got no better satisfaction than when I did that. So I could have chose that path. I could have chose that path, but I chose you. Now you have to make a choice and you have to choose. You have to choose something other than you. You have to choose standing up. So here's what we're going to do. Number one, there's several things you can do. You can join organizations. You can uh, go speak at school boards. You can start speaking out in social media. You can become an ambassador or an um, arbiter of reality when it comes to truth. You can stand up and speak. And you can continue to speak as you get ridiculed. Because they're going to ridicule you. They're going to call you an extremist because they are exactly what they say that they are fighting against. You can go to Kyle Clark if you're in Colorado and you go to Kyle Clark and tell him how much of a piece of trash he is and the fact that he's a murderer and a liar. You can call these people what they are, evil scumbags. And you say, Joe, I was taught to love them and to love everyone. And you can pray for them while telling them what they are. You can pray the devil out of them, but still tell them that they're the devil. You have to decide what's more important. Reputation is the thing that man can take from you and or or adversely affect, and character is the thing that God will judge you by, which one's more important. And by the way, if you're over the age of 40, your life is half over anyway. You can make sure that you make a difference by standing and speaking, get on the dance floor and dance. You can go to FEC United. We just built this new platform that will launch in two weeks. You can literally go and have the conversation with FEC. Join that at 60 bucks. You can say, I don't have 60 bucks. Find it. You can step in the gap and have conversations with your kids. You can go to the school and tell the school you're not doing this anymore. You can collect other parents and go to, to social clubs and sit down and have a discussion about the information. And then you can reject the idea that somehow this becomes your babysitter. That is what you can do. Guys, we are in a really bad place as a country. Oh, scratch that. As a globe, because they are trying to do this all over the world. We are not alone. We are not alone, and evil has taken over every part of our society. You have to decide to stand up in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Use the word Jesus. There's so many times that I talk to Christians, and they'll say, Lord, and I'm like, nope. They'll say, Christ, because there is an antichrist. We had this conversation last night. Ash said this when we were standing outside, and I was like, you're absolutely right. They will say God. They will say uh, Lord. They will say everything but the word of Jesus. Jesus. Use Jesus. And use that thing that God gave you, which is a beautiful voice. You have to use it. We have one last, one, one last sponsor, and this is a good sponsor because it stops these radicals from uh, uh, tech companies from getting access to your information. That's IPVanish. It helps you browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. 
I'm going to shorten this a little bit. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, your computers, tablets, phones. I actually signed up for this. Uh, whether you're at home or in public, go, you can't go online without somebody trying to gather information from you. So just stop it from happening. IPVanish is offering incredible 70% off their yearly plan to listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you do is tap a button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's there. But it's going to stop people from being able to track what you watch and you search for and you buy. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily. Use the promo code daily and you save 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily and use offer code daily. Guys, we're out of time. We're out of time. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm proud of you if you got through this uh, hour and eight minutes. But I think that uh, I think you have to you have to start praying. Number one, pray. Number two, join. I mean, they, they they're actually calling FEC United an extremist organization. Do you know what extremist means? Let me tell you what FEC stands for: faith, education, commerce, businesses, education, children, faith. Lead with faith, and with the ability to protect your family to earn a living, to have opportunity. That's what it stands for. That's what makes us extreme. Hey, we're out of time. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to us at Rumble at Conservative Daily. Watch us and or follow us on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You can also follow me at Joe Oltman. You can find us live at Conservative Daily, excuse me, conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. And you can listen to the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. This particular episode is more important than any other episode that I've ever done. If you want to stop the cycle, what's happening in our country, you start with our children. If you need a reminder when we go live, you can text FREEDOM to 89517. Use the link in our description to subscribe to our newsletter. Give me your email address. I'll send you a bunch of stuff. And um, so you can, you can actually help on the Facts Blast. And then uh, don't miss any important projects we're working on right now. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Remember that the fight is not won, but the only way we win is if we all stand and fight together. God bless you in the name of Jesus.